Welcome to episode 14 of Sport Oregon Voices. This podcast gives you an insider's look at upcoming events and shares the unique stories that prove there's no better place in the world for sports than here in Oregon. This week is all about the upcoming FIFA Women's World Cup being played over the next month in Australia and New Zealand. Today we're joined by three former U.S. Women's National Team players, Michelle French, Shannon Box, and Tina Frimpong Ellertson. If you want sport at the highest level, we've got you. Welcome to episode 14 of Sport Oregon Voices. Welcome to episode 14 of Sport Oregon Voices. We're here at Providence Park in the heart of Soccer City USA to talk all about the upcoming FIFA Women's World Cup being played over the next month in Australia and New Zealand. With the best players from 32 nations competing on the world's biggest stage, the United States will look to defend their 2015 and 2019 World Cup titles and bring home their fifth World Cup. I'm Michelle French, head coach of women's soccer at the University of Portland, and I'm joined by two fantastic, amazing former women's national team players and World Cup players, Shannon Box and Tina Frimpong Ellertson. You guys, I'm having a great time already being here with you. Um, you guys played together, right? Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, we uh, started in what, 2005? 2005, And yep. went through 2009. Nine. Yeah, so 2007 World Cup was our biggest kind of competition together. And you guys, Shannon Box, I mean, <laughs> when I first got on the team, she was the standard. When I think about, when I think about USA, I think about, okay, holding mid, Shannon Box, I just gotta be good enough. <laughs> And um, no, I, it, it was a blast playing. Yeah, and then I see right. Tina, who's just like can play any position imaginable. We literally put you in every position, I think. Yep. Uh, and then kind of, yeah. yeah, but then we kind of ended up on that outside back just because you could just run up and down that field. And I just remember being like, who is this young kid who is just dominating? So it was really fun to play together. And then obviously she became a mom on the team. Well, was a mom already and then became a mom again, <laughs> yep. right, too. Yep. And she was just one of the first. I mean, again, just knowing that we could do both. And, and then, you know, when I ended up having my daughter in, you know, 13 and, and coming back in 15, it was like, well, this is doable because of people like Tina. So, well, I mean, and obviously I, I got to do it in college. So, I mean, again, everyone's like, how'd you do that? And like, I don't know college without having <laughs> a little one with me. So I remember my first time being on the national team. And I didn't bring Mac first because I didn't know. I didn't yeah. know that there was like, you know, what Joy Fawcett did, what Overback did to really make it so you can, you know, raise kids and bring them with you. And our, our husbands were Mannies. We called them, my husband was called the Manny because <laughs> he would come and watch um, Chrissy Rampone. Like, yeah. so it, it just became a true family. And I'm so thankful that um, I got the opportunity to be a part of doing both, juggling yeah. both. And it especially be Mac because she was there for so many times. I mean, I remember Portugal, like mm. just having so much fun her with her. But obviously then going to college, we, I followed her all the time because I was like how is she for my family right. at this point so it really is the national team is definitely a family environment absolutely so incredible careers world cup members and you also played here at Providence Park a little bit tell us a little bit about that well, I'm, I mean I, I I retired here at the at the at Portland. So, um, 2013, we won the whole thing. And, and um, WSL champion yes, in the house. Yes. yes. But, uh, for me, that was like, okay, I, I can hang up my boots. <laughs> I want another one. Um, but yeah, just this atmosphere, like the thorns and, 
you know, obviously it was like Cindy Parlow, I think, was the head coach at the time. We had um, we had Alex Morgan. I mean, we had a squad. Sinky's been here since the beginning. And um, to go and win it that first year was pretty special. Um, and I, we really think that it elevated, like, soccer here yeah. and, and, and really put us on the map and said, hey, like, just how we feel the stands, like, the atmosphere, the quality of soccer that we brought. Um, just proud to be a part of the first of it yeah. and um, love seeing where it's going. I mean, it's just it's taken off. I just think that the the environment here and, and the support that it's gotten has been so different than anywhere else. Yeah. Like I play for Chicago Red Stars mm -hmm. um, and coming here to play and be the opponent. Right. It was really fun for me. I actually like being in environments where it's like everybody's against you, but it was just it was the only stadium that's packed. You know, we were getting 200 people to our Chicago Red Stars games right. and you come here and it's the entire stadium is completely full. So this environment, this team is like the standard of what the NWSL should be like. Um, and, and, and then was like, okay, hey, you know, it's showing. Okay, now Angel City, like, right. is like, well, that's what we are gonna follow, right. you know? And right. so I think it's amazing. And a lot of it comes from the community. Yeah, and you touched a little bit on Angel City, um, obviously one of the expansion clubs going into the second year. Um, and I think one of the cool things about the environments at Angel City, but also obviously here in Portland, you've got TIFOs that are getting raised. You've got chants that everybody knows. Talk about, you talked a little bit about the environment, but just when you walk out and you see the TIFO going up, you you hear the consistent chance throughout the game. And whether you are a player that's a part of the Thorns or an opponent, like how does that add to the energy of I the game? The, the best experience. I mean, I, I sit here and think, you know, obviously I'm, I'm not playing anymore, but I got to play at one of the best like platforms, environments, experience ever. I think in the world, they always showed up and just all the little things of, of like the TIFOs you're talking yeah. about, but just the, the people behind it. You look at their faces and you see their excitement and you're scoring a goal or you're denying a goal and they're like right there with yeah. you. It's just, it's such a, it's such a ump, it's such a push. Yeah. It's a, it just makes you feel that you're you're a part of something special and you're and it's important because we're we're professional athletes mm. like and if for, we're finally treated as professional athletes and i think that this environment and this leadership allowed the women who played here to feel like true professionals and it wasn't that we're grateful it's this was supposed to happen it was necessary and i think what i'm seeing is that it's just continuing to grow and this is i mean every time i talk to a player that plays here is like this is what it's supposed to be to be right. a professional athlete. Right. And that is the standard and we wanna just keep improving that. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, I don't know. I just, I take my daughter to the games and she, this is all she knows. So she's like, oh, this is how, like, oh, it didn't start like that. <laughs> like, wow. It is improved and we are always moving forward. And yeah. I go, just remember that when you get to be an adult, right. you know, and you, or if you're playing or whatever you're doing, like keep moving the standard, you know, Please. higher and higher. So I love yeah. That. Love that. And you talk about the passionate fans and a lot of those passionate fans in the stands here at Thorns Games are young kids yeah. and specifically young girls as well. With you guys both having daughters, what is the idea of being a role model, making an impact on their lives kind of as, as they watch these incredible athletes in front of them? I mean, for me, it's just see it to believe it. Yeah. You know, I talk about that a lot. I mean, I think with us, um, we're, you know, we talk about race a lot too, like mm -hmm. the diversity that now is existing in mm -hmm. the soccer world. For us, when we were starting oh to gosh. play in 05 and 07, like, were we the only ones? Like, <laughs> you know, it was yeah. like, okay, let's stick together because there's not, but like now you're seeing that. And I think for me, at least with both of my kids, son and daughter, it's like you're now seeing and saying, you're seeing representation happening on the field. Mm -hmm. And that's so important. Absolutely. 
Well, I mean, Mac, I mean, I, I always say her childhood was one of the coolest just because she would knock on the door and see, Shannon, you want to play with me? Um, Abby, do you want to? And so it's just having those women be her, be the example. And, and I feel like how tangible it is and more accessible it is for our young women yeah. to be at these games, to have like a little bit more access to the women that are doing it. I mean, my idols growing up were Jack or Joanie Kersey, <laughs> right? Track stars. Yeah. And that like those, those that looked like me and. Um, so I, I'm just so grateful for the access and the the, the, the visibility that is now um, just giving the picture of, man, I can like, see it, believe it, I can actually really do this. And so um, our kids got to have a little bit more of a front row seat, but I feel like, you know, it's it's the platform's really growing so that more and more and more, and more young girls are getting the opportunity to really see it. And, and like week in and week out, like how cool is That's that? That's the cool thing. Like, so I think the 99 World Cup was what like, I remember me and my sister being like, we were just like this, this yeah. is awesome. And the fact that, you know, like girls get to be around that like every week is is with the NWSL here and with, you know, the thorns and the rain and just the atmospheres and like obviously ACFC, it's like, it's, it's really, really cool, the access I feel like. And I think what really funny story is like, I was in high school in 91. And so I knew of the women's, right. you know, national team because of my head coach was a female. And so I thought that was amazing. And, but the only way you couldn't watch it, like no, yeah. you couldn't watch the 91 world championship, right. it wasn't even called the world cup. Right. And I ended up coming back and getting VHS tapes yep. and like, it was so grainy and trying to watch yep. it. But like, that was the only chance I had mm -hmm. of seeing women at the highest level. Yeah. And now it's, you know, every weekend. Every yeah, weekend. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And I have a couple years on you. I remember 91. <laughs> I remember 91 as well. And I, I was just telling a story the other day. I had a, one of, they're like the poster up on the wall of yeah. the 91 World Cup champions. And it was like, I remember, you know, talking to Amy Griffin, like players that were part of it. And it's just like, yeah, we got back from the, you know, we no walked in the airport. No one was there. No one knew what we did. And it's just like, I like, I don't even know how I found out. It was probably like a little blurb in yeah. like the sports section, if, if even that. So yeah. it's incredible. Like, I think 99 is so prominent in everyone's mind. Yeah, me, yeah. And I think only, of that switch, right? so some of us are just like, no, they actually won in 91, which is actually pretty cool. Well, and I got to work alongside Amy with, in college. Yes. So she always reminded us. <laughs> she always reminded hey, us. Hey, don't forget. I know don't more than forget. you. I mean, she had pictures everywhere. She had the VSJ yeah. tape. And so um, I feel that like I really got a good little picture of it. But you guys are so right when it comes to just wasn't televised. It wasn't. We didn't have the access to it. So. Um, so I was fortunate to be part of the 2000 Olympic team and part of the 2015 uh, coaching staff for the World Cup and then the 16 Olympics. And Boxy, you have three gold medals, been to four World Cups. Um, can you talk a little bit about the difference between the Olympics and the World Cup? Um, I mean, obviously the Olympics were amazing when you're a little kid. That's what you dream about doing. You know, I want to go to the Olympics. It's what's on TV all the time. And I didn't, there wasn't a World Cup for women. So it is, it holds a special place. I love the idea of being in the village and there's just all these athletes from all these different countries. And sometimes, you know, it was important for us to win, but there's so many athletes that are in there and just that it was an honor just to actually make the Olympic team. I mean, such a small percentage of people, but the World Cup is, is all about soccer and it's, more teams are involved, so it's a harder competition than the Olympics. And it is just, yeah, to know that the entire world is watching only soccer, it's pretty special. Yeah. So to finally get one in 15, I think we were so close in 11, yeah. um, was a great way for me to finish. Yeah, absolutely. And what about your experience, Tina? Oh, I mean, the World Cup, I mean, that was yeah. like, as a kid, you're, that's the stage. Yeah. That's where you want to go and play. That's where you want to end up. That's where you want to showcase. That's where you want to be. And so um, in 07, when we got there, um, I was just, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I made it here. And 
I mean, obviously just the team that we had and just, you know, playing alongside some of the best players in the world. It was a great experience. I got humbled a little bit, played against Marta. Remember that game? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, do, we all remember that. Remember, I got kicked out of the game, so. <laughs> Did you really? I got oh, a red yeah. card. For what? Well, this is a really terrible story. I'm going to remember once you tell it, but yeah, just remind you got to go back because there's a video. But anyways, I got a yellow at one point. I was like, okay, fine, no big yeah, deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then it was a corner kick, and we were running back. Yeah, running back on defense, and Christian, I think, tripped me from behind, but fell over me, and so the ref didn't see it, but she's had something go into her ear, I probably saying, like, someone gets a yellow, yeah. and because I was behind her, I got the right, the other yellow, which turned into a red card, and I got kicked out, and I was so mad. I was like... We were all were mad. We all were, because, I mean, then it's obviously now my, the team's playing a band down. Yeah. We're getting crushed. Against the best, against the best team, Brazil. <laughs> and that's when Marta was really like, okay, yeah. here, I'm Marta. Yeah, yeah. It just was scoring goals left oh, and right. Yeah, so. so it was like, I go back now, and I've seen it, and I'm like, it actually shows it. Oh <laughs> like, it's God. crazy. Bad so, call. But Bad I think, call. to be honest, like, I always say, like, every World Cup prepares you for the next, right? Yeah. And I feel like we learned so much that. Yeah. World so Cup, so. about ourselves, about our yeah. team. Yeah. Um, so for me, like that was an experience. Like I always feel like playing on the national team, I've, oh, you're still a part of it, even though you're not playing. Like what I did in my, my time, my, yeah. my small time was important to make the team be what it is today. Oh, 100%. I don't know, and maybe I'm just being a little. <laughs> no, 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 no. And that's <laughs> that the thing, I mean, it's 23 players. I don't even know what it was then. It was 21 probably, but yeah. like, it's a small group of us. And like, it takes every single person. Every day of training is so hard and so intense. And if it wasn't, we would the starting lineup wouldn't have been prepared. So, you know, I think it just makes sure. I mean, I was in that position in 15, and I don't, I don't take it any less that I nope. wasn't on the field and we won. I'm like, hell yeah, I won. <laughs> Playing in the World Cup. Sorry, like yeah, again, yeah. we won stage. a World Cup. Like I'm, you know, I know I was part of that. Oh, so it doesn't matter if you're on the bench or not. Right. And I think that kind of pushes us into a next really important uh, question I have for you guys. Like, what what is going to be the importance of the veterans on this World Cup squad? Um, I mean, you've got Alex is, is older, still yeah. a starter. You know, you've got um, uh, UP alum Megan Rapino um, as a as a veteran as well. Like, talk about the role that they will play, whether on the field or off the field, that you think is really going to impact the success. I mean, I know I know for me as a young I was a younger player playing, and so the the veterans are everything. I think that like. I especially believe, I mean, when you're, when you're wearing that crest, you're always looking to keep that standard high. And so to have the people who have been through it, who've been through, you know, a World Cup, been through an Olympics, been through the tournament, it's tough, it's grueling. Mm -hmm. And so I think that those players are the ones that are going to keep it moving. Those players are going to win that's going to remind them of what we're, what we're striving towards. And they're going to be able to lead it, lead by example, but also like vocally and just, it's the side conversations that are important. It's the, you know, it's not just on the field as well. So yeah. I just think that the veteranship is I, I know that I, I leaned on it a ton when I was in, the, in that experience and just being part of both I mean when I was oh three I was the young one and then there's the you know the veteran players yeah. like Lil and Julie yeah. and me and all of them and then to have the next step I you know in 15 where it was I was more of a veteran I was more of a vocal leader mm -hmm. um, I, it's going to be so important I love that it's a mix it always seems yeah. to have been that in okay. the national team there's yeah. that veteran then there's young and you need the energy of the young ones and the freshness and like because you know Every time, it, it, it definitely matters. But it's like, okay, yeah. You know, like Alex, I think that yeah. intervention, oh, thank you for having me again. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, when she got told she yeah. made it. And I'm like, that's such a perfect answer yeah. because it's like, yeah, she's been there. But, like, she needs the young first-timers to be like, this is amazing. Yeah, yeah, and, like, it's my first time. Yes. And that feeds off of into her as well. Right. But then to go the other side of when things might not be going perfect, mm -hmm. you need the voices of Megan and Alex and 
um, you know, I think that's just going to be so important for them, especially this. I mean, like right now, they're doing all this media and all yep. this crazy fun stuff. It yeah. really has nothing to do about winning. Mm -hmm. So at some point, those veterans are going to be like, this is all great, yep. but we have to win, and it doesn't matter if we don't win. So, you know, I think that's so great that you're going to have a mix of both. Yeah, and I think even, I want to give Kelly O'Hara some props because yes. I believe, this, is, this might be her fifth World Cup yeah. that she's going to. It might be. If no. not, it's her fourth. You're fourth. like, no, no, it's not. Is but it her fourth? No. Third. Regardless. We're, we're going to figure it Regardless, out. Regardless. At some point. To the point of the yeah. veterans, it's like when she got her phone call, oh just gosh. tears. Just, I mean, I get tears, tears right? And it's yeah. just like, that's how much it means. Mm -hmm. It's not just like, oh, I made another World Cup team. Exactly. Like, it matters. It really matters intrinsically. And so. I mean, she's coming back from an injury, you yes. know? So, like, I could see why she'd get so yeah. emotional. She was just grinding and pushing and wanting this. And I think that's just so great for young kids to see that, like, like you said, yeah. she's been there, she's done it, but she's still working. Like, I, it's funny, you see all these yeah. young kids and they're like, oh, I'm already so good. And I'm like, you can get better. <laughs> like, you know, yes. and it's constantly having that mentality. And like, that's these players. They're not ever satisfied with where they're at. They want to always get better and improve. And I think it's so great to see that. And, and what do you guys think about the variety of roles that actually uh, get played within a team? Because when you go to a World Cup, there's, you know, you kind of have like, they have, coaches have an idea, this is probably the starting group mm -hmm. the majority of the time, or right. like when push comes to shove, these are the players we want on the field. Mm -hmm. And you've got players 18, 19, 20, wherever the roster's at now, right, um, that are there for a specific purpose. Mm. And that might be who they are as a person and the kind mm -hmm. of teammate they are. It might be, they might be really good in the air. Um, can you talk a little bit about how those roles really need to be embraced in that environment? Well, I know for me, like, I, I was going to be the shutdown defender. Like, I knew that was my role. Like, I was the one that was going to have to match up against some of the top. And whether I, I came off the bench, so that I knew that that was going to be my role as well. But just knowing that, like, that's what I brought. I just feel like it just, you, you, you step into your role, and once it's clearly defined, you just go out there and you just get it done. Yeah. And I think that every single player on the U.S. Women's National Team has a mentality that's insane. That's what I've always loved about playing on that team, was you're looking to your left and your right, and I'm with Shannon Box playing in a 5v5, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. Okay, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, let's, there's just yes. a standard that, you know, you have to rise up to and, and, it, and it pushes you and it gets you better and it makes you to, to be what you want to be. But I just know that the roles that are played within the team are so important because, you know, I know it, the person to my left knows it. And so we're all bought into it. And so like when I'm stepping on, they're like, okay, Tina, you're stepping Marta today. That's yeah. like, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, or, or box, you know, we need you to be a crush hands down, like just lock everything up yeah. in, in the middle of the park. So it's, it's, everyone can be on the same page and it just keeps everybody, I think, kind of really aligned. Yeah. And, yeah. um, 100%. And yeah, there's no rule that's, I, I, this is me, this is my mm -hmm. personality, but no rule is, is more important. I mean, it, I think that they're all that important because if we all like, like really, really like sit into it and, and, and lean into it, we win. Yeah. And we I win. think that's it. It's the collective group. I think it's the collective mentality. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have that, like at some point it's going to break down. So mm -hmm. I love that question because I mm -hmm. think it's so important for the coaching staff to, to communicate really before the tournament starts, this is your role yes. because then you can actually buy into yes. it, like you said, and yeah. actually fulfill that role. And if everybody does their role to the best of their ability, we win. We all win. <laughs> yep. You know, and it's like, okay, if one goes rogue and they want to, you know, score more goals or whatever, that's great. Yeah. But if we still lose, because we all lose. Yeah. So I think yeah. if you have that collective mentality, and I, I think the U.S. does a great job of that. Yes. And you're right. There are players that are on there that probably won't play as much, but they play a specific role that they are great at mm -hmm. getting the group going or in hard times they can calm the team down. It might be that role, and, yeah. and that's just going to be just as important. So, yeah. 
We talked a little bit about the veterans. Let's talk a little bit about the young stars. Obviously, one being Sophia Smith, who is on a tear right now. She had her little dip, but now she's like scoring hat tricks and owning Providence Park whenever she's here. Um, you've got Trinity Rodman, who's exceptionally exciting as well. You guys want to talk a little bit about the youth on the team and what, what they're going to bring? Yeah, I mean, I think the, the best piece that I saw in the last week was the picture with Abby and Sophia. Oh and yeah. that is like literally it. Yeah. It's, she was this young girl who loved soccer and literally looked up to mm -hmm. the players that played on the national team. And then here she is doing the same thing, giving so much to the next generation as well. And I, I don't know if that separates women from men. I don't know why. I feel like we're very like, like journey in the, in the, the whole right. picture, right. right? It's not just about in the moment. And so, but Sophia is just ridiculous. She's amazing. She has so much talent seeing she's not afraid to get, to get crushed. She's mm -hmm. not, she's fast. She has skill. She's just, she has the whole package and I'm actually kind of happy she did the little dip because <laughs> yeah. you can't stay yeah. on top yeah. the yes. whole time. Yes. And I was like, yep, go ahead, dip then, yes. relax, <laughs> and then let's go back yes. up. And Absolutely. I think she's able to do that. And then Trinity, um, you know, just watching her and obviously being abroad and broadcasting now, I'm, yeah. I'm even seeing more stuff and I'm hearing right. the, the conversations with the coaches and players and you, she's young and she's just, you know, leaning on her athletic ability, but her skill and yeah. she's, but she's willing to, to grow. And, you know, Vladko gives her instructions and she goes out and tries to do it. Mm -hmm. And I love that about her. And that's, what's going to just propel her for years and years because she's willing to take whatever criticism or instruction or information and apply it then in the next game. And, you know, I mean, she's, she, she, she may be starting yeah. in this World Cup. Yeah. So yeah. really excited for her. Um, she's just got, you know, good head on her shoulders and doing well. I love how open Trinity is. I think she's an open, like, like you're saying, like how she wants to grow, how she wants to get better. I mean, you guys, Sophia Smith, I mean, from, what is it, from half dribbling, like, f she's unreal. Just on the dribble, like, like just, I feel like she's going to put a ton of fear and a lot of these teams in minds, right? I mean, that whole lines. front line. Yeah. And, and I mean, subs. Right. Can you imagine, like, Lynn Williams, if she just comes in <laughs> off the bench, I would be like, dang it. Yeah. I'm like, I cannot keep up. I'm exhausted. I'm going to break. So I, I, I'm really excited to see what the what the young young blood is going to gonna do and how they're going to contribute and, and how they're going to help I us. I think they're going to contribute this. a lot. Yeah. 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 And I think when you talk about Soph, Trinity, those, those younger players, they have come from the league and obviously majority of them from college as well, where they've yeah. been that top player. And I think it's always easy to look at, I mean, we're talking about players that play on the front line that score goals and do all these amazing things. But I think one of the things that both Soph and Trinity and the younger players have to learn is the importance of the defensive side of the ball. Because mm, um, that really hasn't been asked of them as much. Yeah. And so what part does that play? Because we always talk about goals. We always talk yeah, about yeah, assists yeah. or something flashy well, that they do. you're talking about two defenders, so we <laughs> well, I am too. That's why I brought it up. That's why I brought it up. Let's talk about defending. Let's, let's do that. Let's do that. Well, because, you know, defense wins games, yes. in my mind. Yes. So um, I agree. I think you got to defend as a team, you know. Um, and, and that was kind of the one piece with Trinity. Yes, I think exactly. she's been asked to, to defend more and to, not to switch off, and mm -hmm. she's doing a better job mm -hmm. of that. So... Um, and, and then you look at our, you know, our back line now without Becky, yes. obviously yeah, being here leadership. at Thorns and that leadership, and it, it's it's tough. And Vladko did a really good job of making sure the other two played together, you know, German yep. and Alana Cook, um, to make sure that they feel comfortable. But it's the voice part of it. It's the leadership part, and 
they're going to maybe have to do it collectively now. And where does JJ fit in that, Julia? It's like, where does she fit in she that could, as well? She could go back there. <laughs> yeah. That's what will be interesting yeah. to yeah. see. I actually, that's a great point. Yeah. Well, I just remember, I think, when, when remember when Abby was like, okay, I'm going to defend and like, do you remember how that changed our team? Yeah. Like I just, as a front player, just her relentless. And I feel like that was when I feel like front runners really were like, okay, I've got to, and, and don't get me wrong. We, we all know <laughs> that that's, but I just remember for a national team, I feel like Abby was really the one that like really showed us that if we have a front runner that's like pressing, making it predictable, forcing to a side, just, it and it, so much it makes it so much easier yeah. winning it higher up the field. Yeah. And so I just know that that's just something that, you know, it, I love that Trinity's kind of getting that on board. Like that's like, I feel like when I think of us USA, like, we make it really, really hard. Yeah. You know, we make really hard for players. I mean, you know, high press. press. We're oh, always talking about that, right? Of so, course. hey, who does high press? <laughs> well, the forwards. <laughs> who starts it? Who That's starts right, you it. do. Yes, you do. You but start. then you got to sell it. Like, if you press, you win the ball high off the field, we score goals. Yeah. Like, you get to score the goals. So, there it's great. Go. It's a win win. Um, I got two coaches here. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, let's talk a little bit about the group stage for the U.S. Um, we've got Vietnam. Netherlands and Portugal in that order what what do you have to start thinking about in terms of those games well um you know obviously the that middle game is going to be your hardest game and that's going to probably be the decider of first and second yeah. so um you know you, you got to make sure you know probably both teams are going to win the other two games so maybe how many goals you score is going to be important mm -hmm. um how many you don't give up mm -hmm. is going to be important um and, and then obviously just figuring out when you rest and when yes. you don't. So you're, you're probably going to get that good starting group in there because the first, you know, it's the beginning of the World yeah. Cup. You need them to play together. You want them to get these goals, but then you're going to try to get other players in there so that those players can rest too, mm -hmm. um, but then still not give up anything. And right. the great thing about the U.S. is we're so deep. Yes. Yeah. So uh, that um, I'm very confident in that. Yeah. No matter who goes in, we should be winning games. Um, and I say we, like I'm still there. Hey, but, you, you know. say we. Um, Part but, of it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but I, I think that's going to be kind of the, the thing for Vladko is to be very specific on how they really want to play this. And obviously you've been there. You right. probably are all have those all down, yeah. right? Well, I, you know, it's, I mean, the conversations that the coaching staff will have, I mean, ongoing, yeah. like even during within the okay. Vietnam game, like, okay, well, who do we need to start to rest? Like who needs to get a little bit more confidence and let's play mm -hmm. her a little bit longer? Yeah. Um, you know, who are we going to need to use in the third game for sure? Or, you know, it's just yeah. like there's always a conversation going on um, in terms of who's going to be playing. But I think to your point, like that second game is going to be tricky because on paper, that should be for first and second. But then it's just going to be like, okay, well. Still have another game. Yeah, we still have another game. And that, you know, and, you know, there's always an underdog story for teams that play against the U.S. that play their best game against us. That's so, actually a great point. Um, it'll, be, it'll be interesting. So, yeah. Tina, you want to add anything to that? Oh, no, I think you guys kind of covered it. So, I mean, it's, it's just taking care of that second game. And I just think it's also getting the team played in and gelled. I feel like that's mm -hmm. the most important, mm -hmm. too, uh, making sure that you're aware of that as well. But. And being like aware of your players, and obviously yeah. they're so they know their players so well. But it's also there's a confidence in in playing. Absolutely. You know, like I never wanted to come off the field. Like, yes. and it, it kept me going. Well, and, like, of course, Foxy. Well, of course, of course. But, like, but, but that's what every player is on <laughs> there. And I get that the coaches know they got to come off. But it's yeah. like sometimes there's a mental piece to it yeah. too. Of like, yeah. wait, why did I come off? What? And so it's again, it's just communication and making sure that the coaching staff is really talking to the players to be like, you know, Pia did a great job. Yeah. I'm sitting you this game. And 
it. It has nothing to do with anything. And I was still pissed. Yeah. (laughs) So, so, you know, you got to make sure you're aware with your players. We all love you, Boxy. We'll compete. That's the standard that we all really. (laughs) What, um, what does off the field look like? for them right now and then as the world cup goes on like are you hanging out with your family are you like sightseeing or is it like we are locked in i am in the training room i am in the meal room i i locked in right i mean i know don't get me wrong i think it's evolved on because friends and family would come on their own right and then we'd, we'd be going on our own but i just felt like it was a time for us to really just plug into each other like, like, yeah. like you just get, you create that bubble and you're all about to the person to your left and right, your team. Uh, I think Hyphus used to do, like, we used to have game nights. Remember, Remember those? we had the room that you can just go in and like just play different games yeah, and, just and hang like out. hang out together, right? Because you're always in your room. So this was just a, like an empty space, like a lounge that you can. And it's like out. the team is, we've always been characters. Like there's people that are going to be doing pranks, right? I mean, Heather Mitz was the, the prank queen. Yes, she was. <laughs> yes. I, she I got just... me involved in that sometimes. I remember that. We got Hagaris really good one oh, time. Nice. Oh my gosh. That's a story for another time, but yes. I'd love to hear another it. Time, love time. to hear but it. Yeah, I think I, for me, from what it was, at least when I was in, was it's just you create the bubble. Yeah. And it's just all about just getting focused and, and, again, finding time to let loose and have fun and be together. But it's it's just getting ourselves ready for. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think that the, the time right now, right, before the actual tournament starts, I think that's a really big moment of just, like, really gelling because no one's around. It is actually great because family isn't around yet. Yeah. And, and you're not really dealing with the sights and stuff. But it's a time to really bond. And, um because it is just you guys. Um, I think once the tournament starts, it is, you know, I think the U.S. has always kind of been like, we, we want to balance, we want balance. Like it's never like, I think Pia was like, Woof, you know, and we were like, we need a break, you know, <laughs> can't talk soccer all day. Yeah, but you know, yeah. so I think it'll be important during this World Cup, especially um, that, that they have access to their family because I think sometimes it grounds people, especially if they're having a hard time or maybe they're not playing when they thought they were, were supposed to. And so there's support. You need support Absolutely. no matter what, right? Also. You have your teammates support, but they're all focused on themselves and what they can bring. So it is nice to kind of have the balance of friends and family around. Right. To be honest, support from back here is going to be huge too. They're going to feel it and see it. Social media helps with that. Mm-hmm. That was a big thing, you know, in 2011. I remember when social media kind of just started and it was like when we were like, oh my God, Obama's watching us. Like, you know, (laughs) it was kind of like you recognize like you're playing for your country. Right. Um, And not just this little bubble. You're playing for a lot bigger. um, And that was always fun for me too. Right. And, And you talk a little bit about social media, which is interesting because you think of 2019. I mean, the platform, the stage, the issues going on, what the team was dealing with, and to still be successful and win is incredible. And now it's like, okay, well, is that even multiplied even more? Um, now that the social media is even bigger and now these players have even bigger voices and bigger platforms and bigger brands. I mean, so many different things are different now. So how do they stay off of social media, but still, I think, bring to the forefront what's so important to them, similar to what they did in 2019? How do you balance that? And we didn't have to deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Uh, we're not dealing with that. I think it was like we were still VHS being in VHS tapes and, and trying to see <laughs> we all meet in one room and watch a show. But I think that like I think w- social media, I, I look at I think of Pino and I think of some of these players. They're just they're well prepared. Yeah. 
right? And I know that there's gonna be the young ones that are, but I think that when I look at like the 2019, they learned a lot when it comes to being like the voice and, and how to navigate it and how to manage it. So I, and I think of like, I, I, Morgan, I think, I think yes. that they're well yeah. prepared to deal with it because we've seen so much mm -hmm. in it. So that's kind of my take on it. And don't get me wrong, there's gonna be something that's gonna be thrown. Something, <laughs> something of course, right? always. But I, I like to think that the, our women, and especially with the NWSL, especially with the week in, week mm -hmm. out, like I feel like that the social media piece is something that they're getting well trained in. They've mm -hmm. they've learned their lessons. They've had maybe, oh, I shouldn't have probably said that. And you know what, okay, I'm gonna think before I do this, or um, I'm gonna put my phone away. And that's where the veterans, again, Having Pino, having Alex, who are very good on social media to, to help the younger right. players, they all need to recognize that the game is the most important too. Yeah, you know, this is the time. And so to use social media for the good, but like also understand like this is, this is what's first and foremost. And, and to be honest, I always say like, if we don't win, some of those things don't mean right. as much, right? And in my mind, that's how, that's how I have always seen it. So like, even when they were fighting the, the CBA and, and all of that stuff, I'm like, they have to win. Yeah. Like I was so committed yeah. to them, like being like, you gotta win, like, yeah. because then you have so much more power to get what you need on yes. the outside. Yeah. Absolutely. What, uh, what is it that you guys just in general are excited for in terms of watching the World Cup? I know Boxy, you're gonna head there soon. Um, and be over there as a fan. You don't, you're, not, you're not having to kick your feet up. You're not having to listen to all the mental tapes, getting ready for games. Like, yep. I just said tapes. You it's, did it's say like tapes. Totally just, <laughs> I know, but I it's a whole other beast because like the, the amount of prep that you have to do to like all the teams you got to understand and know, isn't it like, it's like, isn't it hard? I'm, I don't have to do it though. Oh. I'm going for fun. She's going oh, for fun. I, I thought that she yeah. was going in commentating. No, no, no I'm so going for fun. What are you excited for? Yeah, it, like, um, just... I'm taking Zoe, my daughter. So, you know, she was on the field in 2015, but she was a year and a half. She doesn't remember it. She sees yeah. pictures and, and I'm like, you don't remember it. She's, she's like, but I do. I'm like, because of the pictures. Yeah. Um, so I am so excited. She's nine years old. I think it's perfect. She'll remember this um, whole thing. And just she's just so into the girls, especially Sophia's here, you know, and you, you have different players that she's been able to see. And um, I'm just excited to see it through her lens. Um, and just really like, I, I think the US can win it three times in a row, like who does that, right? And so we're gonna go for the group games. I'm just really excited to be there with her and let her experience this and, you know, see what she, you know, this is what women's soccer is now, so. I mean, this is my favorite time of the year, you guys. Like, I get to sit in my couch and watch the best players in the world. It's my favorite, you guys. Yeah. And, you know, I think the the time slate for when these games are going to be aired here, it's like in the evenings, I believe, right? That you were talking about Yeah, that? I think it's, so it's yes, 6 p.m. the first six, couple games. Six and yeah. midnight. So, yeah. so just going to stay up late, have some late nights, yeah. and uh, just enjoy seeing these women compete. And, again, like to win three would just be phenomenal. And I remember I brought Mackenzie with me to, to Canada in 2015 to watch you guys win it. And I'm like bawling. And Carly's just like, I'm like, what was this really happening? <laughs> From half? But I just remember looking at her and she's just like, yep, this is this is what they do. This is what US does. And so it's just cool to see that, like you're talking about Zoe get experience for the first time. There's been so many young women who got to see them actually just and have the vivid memories of them getting it done. And just feeling like, oh, I want to do that one day. Oh, that's going to be me. Or I want to, I want to strive to that. So um, I'm looking forward to just curling up on my couch and watching some great soccer for the and next. And it's month. not just the U.S. I mean, we get to watch all these. Teams, well, and right? to that point, like we in the room, we all feel like the U.S. is like the favorite. Let's go! Come on, let's win it three in a row. Mm -hmm. Who Who do you guys think just you know one team that could could pose a problem? 
I mean, I would say England, mm. um, you know, obviously we lost to them, you know, in 2022 and, and, but, and they've lost some players, right. unfortunately. Right. So I, that may change it, mm -hmm. but every team is just getting so much better. And, but they were kind of a team that I was like, okay, mm -hmm. they've really changed and adapted and, and really have their own style that is, that is really dominant. Mm -hmm. Well, and we can't sleep on Canada. Didn't they just win in the Olympics? Yeah. So, and I'm always rooting for Stinky, right? Yeah. And that crew and for our friends up north. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm curious to see kind of what they're going to do. I hope they do well, too. Yeah. 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 That's all this stuff that's happening there, too. I'm impressed you guys could pick one. I, I really tried to nail you down to pick one, and you, you did. did. You, you, you told me. Yeah, we had to. We followed instructions. You did a, I know. You did a great job. You did a great job. <laughs> Who's yours? That, see, I was like, ooh, I actually, uh, England is going to be one for me that I think is going to be tricky. But depending on how kind of the group phase yeah. plays out, we could play Sweden in the quarterfinals, which has always been a bit of a stickler for the Yes, they have. So, That's a great um, point. They are the one. They're like they the thorn. They are. See? Yeah. <laughs> Did that? A nice pun there. Thorn <laughs> on the side. I like that. I like we that. We handled them in 07. I remember that. Game. We did. Yeah. We did. Yeah, we crushed them. That, that, those highlights just came out, too, and I was like, oh, yeah, we crushed them. I have two final questions for you guys. Um, one being... Can you be a fan, or do you start to get really competitive and go into player mode as when you're watching? Oh, it took me a little bit, but I'm a fan. Yeah. I'm a fan. I'm a fan because I, I go, oh, I could do that. And then I'm like, no, I can't. <laughs> I can't do any of that anymore. I mean, even I was here Wednesday night, and I was like, I miss soccer. I miss playing. And then I was like, but I couldn't do any of that anymore. <laughs> I think for me, though, it's it's like, I mean, obviously seeing you play, like in 2015, watching you play, I played with her, okay? Mm -hmm. Like, there's a little bit more of the competitive because, yeah. you know, you played with a lot of these players, but now right. as, you know, the team's kind of changing and those, yeah. it, it, you really become like, okay, I'm a fan. But what, what I would say the emotional investment yes. has not changed. I love that. It's great. I, it's great I mean, I remember it. in 16, they lost, I was bawling. Yeah. And Aaron's like, I didn't, and I was like, I'm just, I just know how much <laughs> it means. Like, that was brutal. So hard. That it was, was brutal. Terrible. Like, it was so brutal. So, like, I think my emotional investment is so there over what I think a fan could ever feel. So, I 100% yeah. agree with that. Yeah. Good point. Okay. Last question. Um, tons of experience here. Off the field advice you would give players as they head into this incredible opportunity ahead of them? Um, I would say, I always said this. To myself and to others but I said turn your brain off mm. have fun be in the moment mm -hmm. enjoy the process because yeah. for me I always wanted to know what how it went I was like oh I just want to know the end result yeah. that we won right. like and, right. and I'm like but this could be my only World Cup right. and enjoy the process um, and then I said like turn your brain off because they have done the work their bodies know what mm -hmm. they should be doing now, I'm not saying be dumb and don't make you know, makes mistakes like that, but turn your brain off of just like, let it go. Let the stress go. Just go out and play. You know what you're doing. Right. And uh, yeah, that's what I Well, and mine was my only World Cup. So it's like, I love that you say that because the 07 was, that was the one World Cup I got to play in. So being present, right? Be present, be present, be bought in and just, you know, just give everything you can to it. It's what you give. I believe it's what you give that makes things a cool experience. It's not what you get. It's what you give. So. I love that a lot. Okay, I have a question for you, though. Can oh, wow. we finish? Wow, okay. I've been wanting, you asked still a long time ago, but okay. you have now been a player yeah. and a coach. Yeah. Like, what's the difference? And, like, just obviously the, the obvious difference, but, like. Yeah, I mean, I think it's really gaining an appreciation of what's going on behind the scenes. Because as a player, 
it is very much like, it, don't get me wrong, it is very team focused, but you're also kind of what you guys were talking about, like, why am I not playing? Like, do I get to play the next game? Is this all I'm gonna do is sit here? Okay, I'm gonna be a great cheerleader. You know, it, and part of that is communication, absolutely. But I think once you're on the coaching side, it becomes like management of players as best you can, setting up the team to be as successful as possible, knowing every single intricate detail of the team. Because as players, you see a 10-minute scouting report, or you have the option to go pull some clips of a Marta or an opponent that you might be marking or supposed to be marking out of a game, right? And so it's going, okay, here is the, this is what we're showing the players, but man, what happened to get to this point to make it that succinct um, is, is a piece that like you just don't understand how much actually goes into that, the time spent. And then I think just like, the relationship piece is so huge. And I think coaches are all different in terms of how this, the importance they put on that. But man, if they know as a coaching staff, you know, that they, that they as a staff, we believe in you, yeah. whether you're playing for five minutes or 90 minutes or 120 minutes, like that goes such a long way. So I think I, I have learned so much yeah. um, and it's, it's, it's been cool to be on both sides of it, absolutely. Thanks for asking, yeah. thanks for asking. Yeah. Foxy, T, thanks so much for being here, spending time. It was awesome. It was really fun. I mean, I feel like the preview for this World Cup for at least Portland fans is incredible. Yeah. It was awesome. It's great. That's all for episode 14 of Sport Oregon Voices. We hope you'll follow the U.S. Women's National Team over the next month as they look to win their third straight World Cup, which would be so awesome. Join us next Friday, July 21st, for a watch party in the middle of Pioneer Courthouse Square in downtown Portland as the U.S. opens World Cup play against Vietnam at 6 p.m. Our friends at the Sports Bra will be serving food and drinks, and admission is free. You gotta love that. Come on out, support the red, white, and blue, and let's show the world what Soccer City USA is all about. <laughs>